appreciate him this morning and say, Lord, we are grateful for your mercy. We are grateful for your love. Thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for what you will do this year. Thank you, Father. Be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, bless your people with your word. Let your word bring light unto them. Let your word create opportunity. Let your word take them to the utmost top on life in the name of Jesus. Let your word make us a champion. Let nobody in this place be small. Glorify yourself in your word. And let your name alone be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Okay, I five to two people. Say, I five. I five. I five. Please be seated. God bless you. We welcome you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. I never know the choir. We appreciate the clothes like this. I never imagined that you would do what you did. And because you are grateful, many more will come this year. More than 10 will come this year. More than 10, oh, more than 10 will come this year. It's good to have a youthful church. You are blessed in Jesus' name. We thank God for your life. We thank God for all of us that are coming from afar for a long time. Uncle Kwe and his wife, my brother, you are welcome to church again. Uh, Mommy Priscilla, you are welcome. Priest, you are welcome. We welcome you. Dr. Adair, you welcome you after 30. Is it up to 30 days now? You are welcome, sir. We appreciate you. God bless you. You are all blessed in Jesus' name. The month of August has been a month of blessing for us as a church and all of us here can agree with me that we have testimonies from home, from abroad, from everywhere. God has fulfilled his word. Provide a long week. Professor Jurongwe, you started your program Monday, Abby. It was on the picture I was seeing your t-shirt. You didn't give me my own t-shirt. And I love that great t-shirt. So go and tell your tailor to do my own. Praise God. Let's clap for Prof for that wonderful conference. God bless you, sir. Thank you for being a blessing. So many people with so many testimony and awesome week. And Bradeboye and family gave us another bouncing baby boy. And I prophesy, I say the trouble he will do will be more than that of Adelu. Why don't you like trouble? I want a bouncing running boy. I say be ready for a double portion. Double portion of the anointing. Why are you saying ah? Don't you know the more troublesome they are, the more brilliant they become? You see, my daughter is saying it. The more brilliant. The more brilliant. That is where it is. That is where it is. Oh. Don't pray for a gentle boy. 
uh-uh. Why are you saying ah? So that the mother and the father can be watching. Ah, this boy. They'll be watching all the time. That's the way it is. That's how you know boys. Uh-huh. I say, man, he's nodding. He say, yes, yes, yeah, I want it, daddy. You know I'm praying for him. It is you that he's beating. Eh? We thank God for that. God will continue to bless your family in Jesus' name. And I know when you are sharing testimony this year, another feather. The father of boys. <laughs> Praise God. Wonderful month indeed. God is crowning this year with so many beautiful things for us. Testimony upon testimony. Yes, some we can share a little, some we cannot share. Because it's big and very, very big. Very big. Very big. I don't even know which one to share. Okay, let me just say something very small. Very small. Maybe very small. Somebody said, please, they want you to write a letter of intention to upgrade the school to university. I said, what? Say yes, right, we have sent your pictures. So I wrote. I told my wife, there's nothing wrong with writing. Write a proposal that you want to upgrade to a university. It was like a dream. The way they look, that's where I was looking. But I carry people. And they wrote. And they sent to NUC. And they acknowledge. And they said, will invite me for interaction. I said, me, I will go. Praise God. (laughs) I don't care how much it costs. I've not spent one naira. I wrote. They carry the free of charge. They drop. They send me the acknowledged copy. I say, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody said, I should write on the benefit of uh, sponsoring some students from the House of Assembly to our school. So I wrote, and I called some of my staff. I said, okay, let's try the benefits. I thought it was small. I wrote, they invited me, the honorable invited me, and I went, and I defended. And he said, I love the program. I'll sponsor 50 students. Okay, we were still talking, and he said, but I don't want your form. I want to decide a form for me. I said, why not? I'll decide a form for you, that you are sponsoring them. And as I was designing the form, the Holy Spirit said to me, if somebody said, design a form for me, who can design for another person too. I said, a prototype to one of my friends in Abuja. And he said, I love this. I will also sponsor 50. Okay, Mommy Priscilla saw me dancing. He said, when pastor is dancing, there's a miracle around the corner. And before you left, he dropped the money. Okay. Somebody walked into the office and saw it. I said, ah, daddy, when did you start this thing? I said, somebody said he wants a form, he wants to sponsor people. I said, no, 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 I know somebody to the Olori. Olori, first lady of Washington, must hear about this thing. 
I said, what do you mean? And he called somebody. And before the, we know what was happening, the media team came to this office to see our facility. I thought they were joking. They said, decide a form for us. We want to sponsor too. We want to sponsor some students for the facility. I said, okay, we'll do that. While I was telling some people to decide, they just sent me the handbill. All the benefit I wrote in the proposal, they put in the handbill. Just said it to me that the first lady, he asked them to design a an bill that they are sponsoring people. And I say, what is this? The month of new beginning. Month of new beginning. And they said they are going to invite me for one, uh, either one submit or one interactive session so that they can know the benefit of sending students to higher institution. That is what I've done all my life. I believe everybody should have higher education certificate. I say, I'm already available. Anytime you are ready, just call me. And before what we know what was happening, they've started giving the school publicity. Within one week, this week, three coppers came here to serve with this school. Three coppers. One read English education. One read economics education. Another one read sociology. Another one said it's coming tomorrow. How did you get to know about this school? All of a sudden. They told us about this school. They told about this. Maybe because the bill is actually moving. The soft copy is moving. And that is how God is starting a new thing in this place. And all of us will be blessed in Jesus' name. It's just the beginning. It's just what? Because God crowns the year with good thing. As I'm talking to you now, the invitation, people inviting us has not a stopper. We are getting invitations from everywhere. Tell us, what do you do? How do we help students out of the streets? What can you do for them? How much will it cost to give them access to education? That's what God is doing. And God will do much more in the name of Jesus. We have talked so much about starting a new beginning. Starting a new, creating a new beginning. Anointing for a new beginning. We have talked so much this month. And last week, Wednesday, last week, Wednesday, I talked about creating 12 opportunities that will help you to stand again. If you are going to be relevant for life, you must be able to create opportunity. You don't wait for opportunity to come. You create one. You see, all our old people that have done drama before, they are begging for money everywhere now. Because when the money finishes, they all have story that something happened. The money finish. They have to be begging people on social media to help them because they don't actually know where to start again. But the only way to know a great man is that when a great man falls, he can rise again. He can create it again. When I act them, it's 12 ways by which you can create new opportunity even when you are done. And you have to be deliberate about it. Don't wait thinking that while you wait, something will happen. You are the one that will create a new opportunity that will give birth to a new beginning in your life. 
And one of the things I mentioned is that when you are listening either to information or to messages, you should be purposeful. See something positive that you can get from it. I also said that you use technology to create opportunity. And using technology to create opportunity now is extremely cheap. Extremely. How much will you buy data? How much will it cost somebody to design something for you? Just say, create a page. Scholarship. Create it. You send it. Everything will not cost up to 500 naira. And you see the massive response. Use technology to create it. You are a graphic designer. Create something. Create something impressive. You have an idea. Put it in paper. Put a graphic behind it. And you will discover all those things. Will bring new beginning to your life. Be observant. Use your eyes to see opportunity. Don't just look and look away. Look at the trending opportunities. Look at the trending opportunity around you. Be observant. Look at things that is happening. How the economy is changing. Economy will not remain the same forever. It normally moves from one angle to another angle. As we're having a new government, something might be changing. So be observant. Don't just be in your society and you are just looking, you are watching other doing things. Watch what you can do. So that you not be obsolete. Watch and see the new trend. There are opportunity that is going around. Be observant. Use the work of your hand also to create an opportunity. Create an impression with what you are doing. No matter how little it is, create it. Use that work to create opportunity. Use what you have. Don't say, I don't have anything. I have a little saving. These are days that you must have a little left over. No matter how tight the economy is, I'm going to say 5,000, 10,000, depending on your capacity. Don't be broke. Have a little saving. Because you don't know where you are going to need that 5,000 to initiate a new beginning. Or where opportunity will come and you need the little thing that you have. That God will bless. And everything you have, use it to create a And when you don't have anything, Use prayer. I say use prayer. Pray for opportunities. You look, look as if you are empty. You say, Lord, I want to give you opportunity this morning. Prophesy. Use your prophecy. That's also something. To create an aroma of favor around you. That's how to create a new beginning. Don't wait until things get bad. Reinvent yourself. Keep speaking. Keep praying. And the master key will work for you in Jesus' name. This is the last Sunday in the month of New Beginning. And God has been gracious to us. So I will just be rounding up on how to create New Beginning. Anointing for New Beginning. We have uh, read Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. Where God promised us a new thing. And he said, new thing will spring forth. I pray it will spring forth in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, we have read also John chapter 10 verse 10 that says he has come to give us life life of joy and abundance. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus. 
talking about new beginning. What are the things that create new beginning? Number one for this Sunday is the revelation of Jesus. Jesus come as a new order for you. Jesus come to give you a second chance. Jesus enter your life to create new beginning. When Jesus is revealed, either in his word to you, or by your understanding, you have entered the realm of new beginning. The word of God is Jesus. When you sow the word of God into your heart, you are creating a new beginning. Because new beginning means new glory, new life. John chapter 12 verse 24 says, Except a seed of grain fall into the ground and die. It remains alone. Except the word of God enter your heart. The word of God will not produce results. You too will not produce results. But say, if it dies, in other words, if the word can enter your heart, it will create new beginning and new life. The problem we have in the church is that we have many people that come to church without listening to the word. And Jesus talked about them in Mark chapter 4. He said there are four categories of people, beginning from verse 1. He said the farmer sows the seed, though. Some seed will fall among the thorns. Some seed will fall on the road. Some seed will fall on the rock. He said, but some will fall on a good soil. He said, when that seed falls on the good soil, it will produce results. And that same Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and 27, the Bible says, the farmer sowed the seed into his feed. Your feed, your soil is your heart. If you want a new beginning, you take the seed of God's word and sow it into your heart and meditate on it. The Bible says he sleeps day and night. He does not know how. He said because the soil has the power to make the seed grow. That's how powerful your heart is. Whatever you sow into your heart will grow. And he said so is the kingdom of God as if a man should sow a seed into the ground. Put on verse 20. 27, 27, and to sleep, rest, rise night and day, and the seed to spring and grow up. He knoweth not how, for the soil, which is your heart, has the power to grow the seed. And even after that, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. That a man sowed into his heart and it became a mighty tree. That is the power of God's word. The moment the revelation of God's word in any areas of life is done on you, and you begin to meditate on that verse, whether the devil like it or not, you will manifest it. Because the seed is powerful, your heart is also powerful. Your heart will naturally cultivate the world. That is why the devil will preoccupy you with a lot of things that will not benefit the heart. He knows that once the word of God is seated in your heart, that is your meditation, 
it will produce results. To produce results. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight, verse nine, verse ten. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. And God is able to make all grace abounds towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. This is a promise, but how? Because it is written, verse 9, He hath dispersed abroad, He has given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. How does God give to the poor? Verse 10, from verse 10, verse 10, from verse 10, now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So as a believer, what do you pray for? You pray for more seed. Revelation of God's word is a seed. If you are having a new revelation of God's word sown into your heart, your life will be getting better every day. Because as you are seeing him, you will be manifesting new life, new glory. He said, may he who gives seed to the sower give you more seed to sow. And because prosperity is priority, if the seed of God's word is important to you, and God is giving you more, and you are sowing it, sowing it into your heart, you are sowing it into your heart, you'll be reflecting the word without knowing. You will look like Christ. You will manifest the favor of Christ because the heart, which is the soil, has a power to grow the seed. Even while you are sleeping. Because you have taken time to sow the seed. Proverbs 24, verse 30 to 34. Look at what King Solomon was thinking about in Proverbs 24, verse 30. Proverbs 24, verse 30 to 34. Everybody look up. Look at what he says. I went by the feet of a lazy man. How do you know a lazy person? Look at what he says. I went by the feet of a lazy man and by the fine yard of a man devoid of understanding. Verse 31. And there it was all overgrown with thorns. His surface was covered with needles. His stone wall was broken down. Who is a lazy man? A lazy man is a man that says, What we be, we be. What we be is weak. Because your heart cannot above vacuum. Something must grow in it. When you refuse to put something inside your heart, something will grow on the soil of your heart. Something was growing in it. So, Solomon said, when I saw it, I pondered upon it well. I look on it and I receive instruction. What was the instruction? Verse 33. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. Verse 34. So shall thy poverty come as one that travelleth, the one that sorroweth, and I want your need as an armed man. 
when you reveal to consciousness so a seed of God's word into your heart, it will give birth to weeds growing in your heart and your poverty will increase. That's what he's saying. If you want your life to change, you keep on gathering revelation of God's word and you are sowing it into your heart. You are sowing it. You are not lazy in sowing God's word into your thoughts. Because even when you sleep, your heart has the power to make the word of God grow. If you want a new beginning, you must sow seed into your heart. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. See verse 44. A good man out of the good treasure. Again, the kingdom, okay. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the feed which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that feed. The kingdom of God is finding revelation, keeping it, forgetting every other distraction, finding revelation, keeping it in your heart. Finding revelation, keeping it to your heart. That's how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God does not just work by clapping. It doesn't work by just coming. It comes by, as you are listening, there is a grab, a revelation that God wants to grab. You are sowing it constantly in your heart. The Bible says, it will worth everything that you have. Because the investments will blow your mind. That's how the kingdom works. You keep finding revelation about Christ. Keep finding revelation about God. If I tell you some of the things that I do when I find revelation, you will not believe it. Prof, do you know there's some revelation I find? I will tear the book. I will tear it up. I put it in my bucket. I meditate that revelation for a week. I will tear it. I keep reading it like charm. I want the seed to be settled in my heart. I want the seed to be settled in my heart. I don't just get it and let it go. Because any important revelation that God is giving is very slippery. That is the one you forget most easily. Very slippery. So I take it in until I'm sure I have watered it. It is settled in my heart. Once something blesses me, put it in my bucket. Keep meditating on it. Keep reading it over and over again until I know that ah, I understand this thing now. I know it very well. That's how to sow the seed of God's word into your heart. Not just come and just write notes and you can't pick anything that interests you. You pick something, you keep meditating, you keep saying it, you keep reading it until you have sown the seed enough. John chapter 5 verse 17. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. Look at what he says. But Jesus answered, my father has been working until now and I've also been working. And verse 35 says, I can of my own self do nothing as I hear. I see him do things, so I judge. And my judgment is fair. It is what I see God revealing to me that I do. That God makes his life easy. That's our model. That's our example. All of us also should come to church with the mentality that God will show us something that he's doing this week. 
when he shows us what he's doing, we put in our heart, we keep meditating. Because God is called the God of Ava and Omega. He knows the beginning from the head. He knows the end of this week. So he will give you a word that is relevant to fight the battle. So you put the word in your heart so that your heart is prepared for any attack that may be coming. God knows that the time will come that petrol will be like this. So definitely he must have answers. And the answers are in his word. So you keep meditating on the word that he's speaking to you but that particular time and that word is going to bless you. Look at it again. In Genesis chapter 13 verse 14. When Lot was separated from Father Abraham, God told him, look up to all direction, all the land that you see, I will give it to you forever. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward. Verse 15. All the land that you see, I will give it to you forever. And somebody said, God is saying, from where you are, look at Genesis to Malachi, Matthew to Revelation. All the blessing that you see, I will give you forever. That's what God means. So you have to see something. And as you see, may the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 10, 39 for 40. He said, Mary has chosen the good part. Sitting down, garden revelation, sowing it into your heart is a good part of a Bible activity or a Bible-believing church of a Pentecostal life. Sitting down, getting revelation of Jesus, sowing it into your heart is what guarantees a new beginning. Because the word has the power to grow. Your heart also has the power to grow it. First Corinthians 4, 1 to 2, Paul says, Let man, men, account of us as stewardship of Christ. Let a man so consider us a servant of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In other words, we are not just clapping or singing. We know mysteries. Mark 4, 11 says, To you it has been given to know the mystery, not blah, 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 blue. You know mysteries. You know that you know that you know something about God. That is the way all of us must be. Not just the pastor. All of us must know mysteries. Mysteries of new life, you must know it. Mysteries of Holy Spirit baptism, you must know it. You carry it. When men see us, let us say, when it comes to God's revelation, this guy is toughy. That's what I'm talking about. Because you are constantly putting stuff into your heart. Not they are asking you how to be born again and you go to your generational history. Simply because you'll be coming to church all this while, you refuse to learn. You don't put anything in your heart. You must know. So when a stranger asks you something, you are able to answer them. This is what it means to be born again. Most of you that preach in the book of Acts, they were not even the, the people that were selected as the disciples. Look at Philip, for instance. Look at Stephen. These were men that were just distributors of food in the church. But they were loaded with understanding. Philip, go and join this chariot. And when he joined the chariot, the man was reading a part of the Bible. Whole Testament found. And he said, do you understand the meaning of what you are reading? And he said, how can I? The word of God is there with mystery. Except somebody teaches me. And, he, and the Bible says, Philip opened his mouth. Not Peter. 
Not James. Not John. Philip. He began to explain the mystery of Christ from his birth to his death and the purpose of his resurrection. And the man said, I want Christ. When the message is clear, ah, many people will enjoy it and want to follow it. Philip was a man of understanding. Stephen. Stephen. So many people like that. So our purpose in church is to know Christ and to sow his knowledge into our heart deep so that we'll be able to grow in it. You must know what Christ has done. Okay, number two things. Number two things that guarantee new beginning is divine help. And I pray God will help all of us. Psalm 46, verse 1 and 2, and verse 5. I like Psalm 46. Anytime I talk about help, the first thing that comes to my mind is Psalm 46. Because Psalm 46 is a psalm of help. If you don't know it, know it now. Look at what it says, Psalm 46. I will read everything. I've just read verse 1 and 2. I will read verse 5. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. I don't care the trouble that you are in. But God will help you. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the heart be removed. Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the water. It was so many things that we happen. He said, God, we help. And I'm praying for you this morning. God, we help you. Now, put on verse 5 because of my time. We are talking about divine help. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Another brother said, God will help you right early. I pray for somebody here today. Your help will not be delayed. Right early. Right early. Why? It is not of him that will it, neither it is of him that run it, but it is of God that does what? That show it mercy. I love First Corinthians again, chapter 3, verse 6. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Apostle Paul is giving us another dimension to the help of God. He said, I have planted a pool of water, but God gave the increase. Apart from sowing, the increase come from the help of the Lord. Look at verse, verse 7. So then, neither he who plant is anything, nor he who water, but God who gives the increase. My mother, blessed memory, we say, people me. Without the blessing of the Lord. So we all need help. We need help. We need help. Psalm 127, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 127, verse 1 and 2. Put it there. Talking about the help of the Lord. Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Verse 2, look at verse 2. Talking about help, it is in vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to hear the bread of sorrow. For so, he gives his beloved sleep. My fashions, that fashion says, for God works for his own. 
why they sleep. Ah! God will work for you. There are some people that God work for. There are some people that God, even while they are sleeping, God is talking to other people concerning them. Why they are sleeping? That is help. That is help. First Samuel chapter 11 verse 9. He said, by this time tomorrow, you will have help. I don't know what your prayer is today. I don't know what look embarrassing in your life. I don't know where you need an assistant. But I prophesy to you, just as the Lord has written it in a revelational word here. And they said to the messenger who came, just as I said to the men of Jabez Gilead, tomorrow by the time the sun is out, we shall have help. I prophesy by this time tomorrow you will have help. I prophesy you will not be stranded. Divine help will work for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two things that guarantee a new beginning is, is help. Massive help. And you know, when God sends you help, at times you'll be amazed. And you'll be asked, what did I even do to deserve this? What did I do? Why? Why? What is happening here? It will be like a dream when help come your way. And that kind of help will come your way this season in the name of Jesus. Genesis 49, 25 to 26 is prophetic. Genesis 49, 25 to 26 is prophetic. And I love you to see the blessing on the head of Joseph. We read one more and we go. By the God of your father who will help you and the almighty who will bless you with blessing of heaven above, blessing of the deep that lies beneath, blessing of the breast and of the womb. Verse 26, verse 26, the blessing of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors. I say, I love this covenant blessing that Jacob placed upon Jacob. How do you know that somebody loves you with the kind of blessing that it is upon your life? Joseph was the most beloved son of Father Jacob. So when he's blessing him, you better take the blessing. Because if you are the beloved of God, you must enjoy this blessing of God. He was praying for all the sons that he has. And when it comes to Joseph, he said, Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful tree. His harvest and branches stretch over the wall. Overflowing blessing. Overflowing grace. Abundant mercy. Then he said, by the God of heaven who will help you. You know that Joseph cannot do everything on his own. God must help you. God must help you. Without help, you'll be ordinary. You can't be great without divine help. Help must come from above. Then he now told him, after he prayed for help for him, he said, look at me. He said, the blessing that is upon me is bigger than the blessing upon my fathers. My fathers were blessed, oh, but I'm more blessed than my generation, than people in my family. That's what Jacob was telling Joseph. He said, so get it into your head. God must help you to be bigger than me. That's what he was saying to him. I love that prayer. And I'm praying it for you today. No matter how big you are, your children will be greater than you. Sincere man to a beloved son. 
He said, look, I did not stop where my father stopped. I am better than my father. You must receive help to be better than me. He prayed that prayer for Joseph. And he started it. He gave him double portion blessing. I pray that kind of help will come upon you in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. I also love Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Because he says, let us come boldly that we may receive help. In order of all this timidity, you need help and yet you are not praying. You need idea, yet you are not praying. You need connection, yet you are not praying. You are just complaining your own mushroom room. You need help. You want God to lift you up. It must be seen that you are looking for help because when you ask for help from the Lord and the answer comes, it is called divine intervention. If God bumped into you and decided to give you help, it is called interruption. And some of you say, Lord, why are you interrupting my program? I don't like this thing now. But when it is in your heart that you are seeking it and you are praying about it and you are saying, Lord, I need you, then it is called divine intervention. Most people are not sincerely seeking help from God. That's the truth. In fact, most Christians are not seeking help. You know that you need help. You need a lifting hand. You need God to help you. But you say, I don't think I need it. I'm okay. Because if you are okay, I'm also okay. If it doesn't bother you, it doesn't bother me. If you are okay with that lifestyle, I'm okay with it. But when you are pressed to the wall, and you say, Lord, I think something should be better than this, then you come boldly. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Let's come boldly. You are coming to church with the mentality that God must help me this week. God must help me this week. God was me. I must not be embarrassed. And you are talking to God about it because you know you needed help. This is a time of need. I need help. Have you not heard what people are saying in the news? There are so many people are suffering. People are going to poverty. Some people are parking their cars. I called one of my, my friends when I was in Paris. Say, ah, I can't come. We Monday, Timothy I say, woman to if we need help, let's ask him. Let's ask him. Lord, I need help. Oh. Things are getting tight. I need help. I need help. I need help. Lord, help me. When you cry for help, we will hear you. He will hear you. But you must know that you need him to help you. You must know you need, to, you need him to help you. You see, even some of these things that we are seeing, people raising money for all this something. Some of them, they hacked for it. I've seen two people that sincerely say, I'm the one that hacks this man to come and raise money for me. I need help. One man said, Let's say, 
Yes. He said it that he asked for it. He said it online. And the man said, Baba, I'm not new. One last time, you could just say, Tefu. And they gave him a Camry. I said, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. One other person went online and said, I saw Agbala Gabriel helping me and blessing me. Let him come. Let him come. And the man said, I'm coming. And he came. He said, Oh, yeah, I'm not bad. And he threw away the race one million for you. He said, I'm not bad. People are asking, Do you know that just yesterday also, a student came online with an admission letter? And said, it's my sister that is sponsoring me. I don't have money. I've been given admission to study medicine at Benway State University. Help me. And people are responding already. The thing is getting somehow. People are crying for help and they are getting help. So just say, uh, uh, I know you to be shy. But there's no problem. You can still pray. You can still pray. There is a way you will pray. Even me, we sense you are praying for something. Even me as a pastor. When... <laughs> When the mother of Samuel was praying, Eli says it. Is it that you are drunk? Or something is wrong with your lips? He said, no, I'm not drunk. I'm pouring out my need to the Lord. He said, may the Lord grant you your petition. There's a way you do in church. Even the pastor we know. You're asking God for something. But there's a way you walk. You, as somebody that doesn't need anything. Come late church, you don't care. They pray, you don't close eyes. They say, let's ask for something. All of them, Kinani. He say, okay. We now give you the respect of an elder. But when you begin to say, Lord, I need help. There is a way, if people around you will feel the aroma of your prayer, they will feel it. It will show that you need it. And there will be an intervention for you. You know, we don't come from the same background. There are maybe some things that you need that I don't need. There will be something that you need that I don't need. If it does not matter to you, it will be like that. But if it matters to you, it matters to God. It matters to God. As I remember all my children that have maybe made impact in their life, I remember most of the time they are the ones that actually initiate that they need the divine intervention and help. I finished preaching on the here in this place. Woman came out and knelt down and refused to leave the altar. Here in this place. I don't know what she was saying. But the Holy Spirit ministered to me. She was asking for something. I left. I moved. I, I saw. And I joined my prayer. I said, This girl, Lord, you must answer her. I pray with my heart for her. The next morning, she was the first person to knock. Pastor, you have to pray for me again. I felt like crying. Tears were just coming out of my Lord, whatever it is, answer now. You are not a wicked God. How can somebody be seeking you like this? And you ignore. And answer came home. Answer will always come when you seek for help. That's why the Bible says we should come boldly to God. Under the throne of grace, you have access to come boldly and request for help. You can request for divine intervention. Lord, help me. If you don't help me, I'll be embarrassed. I need help in this area. Divine help guarantee a new beginning. Number three thing that guarantee a new beginning is the abundant life. They call it soe. That God has put inside you. 
Matthew 12, 35. A good man, out of the abundance of sway in his heart, bring forth good things. So God expects you to give out to new things because you are the good man. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, bring forth evil things. But a good man must produce good things at all times. You can't be stranded because you're a good man. A good man can't be stranded. Somebody said, I, said, I know, I know. Ah, Pastor cannot be caged. I know him. I know him. I know him. A good man is always productive from his heart. From his heart. He's always creative from his heart. Because a good man has good treasure in his heart. And because you have good treasure in your heart, even when you do one word of block, you will use your good spirit to open seven other doors. Because you are a good man. A good man can be stranded. A good man, out of the treasure of his heart, bring forth good things, new things, glorious things, because there is something inside him that is called abundant life, the sohe, life of God, that is constantly productive. Jesus said it again in John chapter 7, verse 37. He said, When the Holy Spirit come on you, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus said it. Jesus said it again also to the woman beside the well. John chapter 4, verse 10 to verse 14. If you know the gift that God wants to give to you, you will ask me for the living water. And when you drink of the living water, out of your belly, so I spring living water onto the everlasting life. You will never be thirsty again. He was talking about the life that he has come to give. John chapter 10 verse 10 that I started with said, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come to give life. Life that is full of joy and abundance. So the good man carried the life of God wherever you go. You are the reason why things happen. Because you carry the life of God. And nothing will die in your hand. Because you are the good man. A good man brings forth good new things at all times. You are always bringing new things. Because you are a good man. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says, This is what we are talking about. Christ in you. Is what? I can't hear you. Somebody shout glory. Say there is Christ in me. So my tomorrow will be all right. Turn to your neighbor say, I can never have a better yesterday. Every new day is a new glory, a new favor. When you see me tomorrow, you will see me in another level. Because there's Christ in you. The life of God is in you. The glory of God is in you. And when you speak, you give birth to new thing. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Maybe I read two more. Isaiah 43, 
Verse 2. When thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall never overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither that is shall the flame kindle upon thee. The presence of God is with you. Nothing is capable of destroying you. The life of God is with you. Nothing will scare you. There is no height too difficult for you to climb. There is nothing impossible for you to do. Because you carry the Zohe life of God. As you are dreaming your future, I prophesy right now, so shall it be. Your dream of your tomorrow will not fall to the ground. When we enter December, you will be sharing your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your dream and your word will not fall to the ground. Say the loudest, Amen. Amen. When you carry the life of God, you are always giving birth to new things. New things. Because by the Spirit of God, you give birth to new things. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans 8, 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him. Love us. Say to yourself, I am more than conqueror because of the life of God and the love of God that is in me. I will not be frustrated. I cannot be frustrated. I will enjoy my life. He has given me abundant life. I am going to reign on the heart. Say amen three times. Okay, we read two more. Talking about the life that we carry. That is the life that creates things. So you keep on speaking forth. You carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You carry the presence of God. You carry the love of God. You carry the power of God. Look at it again. Luke chapter 10 verse 17. And we are reading verse 17 and 19 because of our time. And we just read one more. One more and we go. Luke chapter 10 verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us in your name. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, by December... I will return with joy. I will return with testimony. I am a testifier of God's power. In the name of Jesus, I will return with joy, with abundant testimony. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. This year is already good for you. The remaining part of this year will be a season of joy. Season of good news. Season of dancing. Season of celebration. Season of joy. Every good thing you have in mind. In the remaining three or four months that we have, three months more, you will accomplish them easily. Come on, don't be scared. He said you will not be afraid of evil tidings. Your heart is fixed. Trust in the Lord. Psalm 1, 2, verse 7. We read one more so that you know what the life of God does. I saw it in the old. Okay, put on verse 19. Let's see verse 19. What Jesus said. Jesus said, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing shall by enemies. This year, you will not see disaster. No sorrow in your family. Yeah. 
name of Jesus. Even if you step on snake, the snake will die. Say, I give you power over snake. I give you power over scorpion. I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. If they curse you, it will turn to your blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? The ayah Balaam. Balak Balaam conspired together to curse the people of God. And when he got there, he said, the Lord has blessed these people. I cannot curse. And he started blessing. And God said, inside his heart, he was cursing you. God said it. Later, when he was explaining to this said, I said, don't mind him. Now fake prayer, he prayed for you. But how he turned his curses into blessing. Stand on your feet. Any negative pronouncement that has been upon your life today by the authority of Jesus will turn into blessing for you. The life of God. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 7. We are going to round up now but we are going to see this. So that you know when you carry the life of God things work for you easily. The only people that we suffer are people that are actually lifeless. They are not dead though, but they don't have the life of God. If you don't have the life of God, you are lifeless. You are paperweights. Weightless, lifeless. But if you carry the life of God, you are a champion. Look at this promise. And let it be when these signs come to you that you do as occasion demand. <laughs> Do as occasion serve thee, for God is with thee. God was giving Saul here, after his anointing, blank check. Do what you think is best. Okay, read verse 6 and 7, so that you understand what happened when you carry the life of God. Verse 6 and 7, so that you will not quote this one and not remember verse 6. Okay, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you, you will prophesy with them, and you'll be turned into another man. It is the life of God, the soul life of God that make you another man. Another man. You are completely different. He said, when you become another man under the spirit of God, do whatever you think is right. God is with you. It will be the way you want it. What does that mean? You wake up in the morning and say, I don't feel like traveling. So God say, okay, angels, leave the road. She's not traveling. But you don't plan to travel. You just say, and I feel like being a promotion now. God say, angel, make the road safe. That's what it means. For God is with you. When you carry the life of God, all things work together for your good. All things. All things. You are a captain of life. You determine what happened. You control the currencies. That is the life of God. The life of God makes you live heaven on earth. You are in charge. God says sleep. You sleep. You don't feel like sleeping. God says okay. You are still ready. He's speaking to you. He's your coach talking to you. Whatever you think is best for you. You feel like 
Hitting in the morning, you hit in the morning, it will do your body good. You feel like fasting, you are fasting, it will be hurt for you. That's the life of God. You do as you are led. As God is inspiring you, ministering to you. He said, for God is with thee. And you know, when the man was operating under this anointing, wonders happened. Oh. That's what the life of God does. It is this way. The abundant life of God that gives back to new things. You must be conscious of it so that you can enjoy it. Raise your hands to heaven. Out of your spirit, speak life into your situation. Speak life. Don't keep quiet. Just speak life. And you have life. What is it that you want? Speak life. Speak peace. Speak prosperity. Speak journey mercy. Speak testimony. Give birth to new thing now. This is a place of giving birth. Give birth to new thing. You want to change your furniture? Give back to it now. Is there anything you want in your life? The Sohel life of God will bring it forth. It's called the abundant life. I have come to give them abundant life. You need harvest of blessing. Lord, let it come. In the name of Jesus, out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water and they can never be thirsty again. Go ahead and flow the rivers. Let the river bless your seed. Let it bless your children. Let it bless your body. Let it bless your womb. Let it bless everything. Make sure you are speaking life. Speak life. Speak life. And you will not see death. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. This week is new. Speak life into it. The journey is fresh. Speak life into it. Your business, speak life. So, hey, life of God is in you. The anointing of the Holy Ghost abides in you. The spirit of the living God is in you. So, go ahead and speak life into the journey. Speak life into whatever you are doing. Speak the life of God. Speak the life of God into your finances. Thank you, Father. In Jesus mighty name we have prayer. You are going to raise your two hands to heaven. You will sincerely ask God to help you create opportunity that you need help. Help from above. The Bible says we should come boldly to the throne of grace so that we can have help in time of need. This is the throne of grace. Grace is available now. If you are not praying about it, you don't need it. Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I want opportunity. I don't. If you are not praying now, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. You are going to pray and tell God, Lord, help me to create opportunity. I don't want to lack opportunity. I don't want to lack opportunity. Let your opportunity surround me. Either give seed to the sower and bread to the eater multiply your seed father multiply my opportunity I don't want to be limited in life multiply my opportunity let your grace surround me God is able to make all grace around you 
that you have everything in abundance and left over to give to other people. God is able to make you a testifier of his blessing. So go ahead and pray for her. Lord, I need your help. I need your connection. I need your lifting. I need your mercy. I need your favor. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord Jesus, help me. And he will help you. If you cry for help, he will help you. We must all pray for help because we need help. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Open your eyes. When it comes to help, there is a prayer we are going to pray. I'm going to go for the next one. We are going to pray that God will help us early. I want to be helped early. I want to be helped early. I know some people. I saw a man that was blessed on the was it YouTube or something? That was he was he's nine eighty nine years old. He was making savings. Some of us have when I was have seen the man. He was making saving with wood. He has no wife. He has no son. He has no brother. In fact, the house he's living in was built by his younger brother that have died. So he was the only one. There was his 89. So he's selling saving box. So these people moved to him and he said, how much is your box? About five that he's selling. Some completed, some year not completed. So he said it's 500. They now give the man 5,000. And the baba said, all for me. But it's 500. He said, yes, take 5,000. So the man took 5,000 and thanked them. But the man now posted his picture with the little box that he's, he's uh, saving, that he's doing. There. And now said, this is the saving box I bought from the man. Can we help save money for the man? And put start contributing. And within some little space, they have gathered 104,000 naira in the box. As they were giving him, so he took the thing to Baba. He said, the saving I bought from you the other day, I posted it online that people should give money to you. He said, so let's go there and count. So the Baba used the hammer, open, and saw the money. He said, what? And he started dancing, bowed down to the ground. How many bucks will I sell to be 104,000? He thanked and thanked and thanked. And you know, these online people, they put it online, and they now raise 1,150,000 something for the man. And they took the man out, gave him a cloak like my hand, Gave him a matching stick. Gave him a fine shoe. Shave him. Massage his face. Make him look good. And the man was dancing. And somebody wrote, God can never forget anyone. But I want to hard. I want God to help you early. I want him to help you right early. I don't, I, I'm not saying... For God to help you at 90 is okay, but I want the help to come on time. Because even the millions may not mean much, but I can't eat much chicken now. Now that your teeth are still working, I want to pray, Lord, help me early. Help, link me up early. Open door for me early. Let life be comfortable. Lord, help me early. Psalm 46, verse 5. He said that, Lord, we help you early. Helen, you are young. Most of us here are still young. Lord, help me, Ellie. Help me right, Ellie. This is the time that you have the energy to run up and down to enjoy the money. Lord, help me, Helen. 
put it there. Psalm 46, verse 5. Psalm 46, verse 5. We have to pray and say, Lord, help me early. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Look at it. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of the door. Right early. Raise your right hand to heaven. Say, Father, I need help. I am young. Help me early in life. Help me to achieve early. Don't let me be too late. Lord, help me early. God can help you early. He can make you early achievers. Early achievers. Early, early, early. Not when you are old. Lord, help me early. Help me now that I'm young. Help me now that I can run up and down. Help me now that I can still eat chicken. Help me now, Lord. Help me, Helly. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. So you pray this prayer. We are praying three prayers. The life of God, the help of God, and the seed of God's word in your soil, in your heart. You must find something that you are going to sow. If you don't find anything to sow, weed will grow in your heart and there will be no affairs for you. I've told you that. You can't can just say, Kilo bole ni Look, your life can't be transformed until God's word penetrates your heart. That is where the change will take place. Are you hearing me now? If somebody comes to church at the end of the church service, you did not gain anything, weed will grow in that heart. You will be washed off. You will be washed off. That is why if you are a drunkard and you are coming to church and at the end of the message nothing touches your heart, you cannot stop drinking. The people that change are people that receive the seed of God's word into their heart. They now meditate on it. Ah, hold on. I should do this. Those are the people that are getting better by the power of God's word. Whether you're a regular member, whether you're a occasional member, the seed of God's word must enter your heart. When it enters your heart, I don't need to police you. You will do what the word says because your heart will respond. There is no heart that have contact with God's word and will not change. In fact, without me policing you, you will be crying. The word, the word, when it enters your heart, it will make you to cry for your sin. You will move to God. That is what brings new thing or genuine transformation. That's why the word is the most important thing in the church. Because the seed of God's word is what gives back to something in your life. If you are coming to church and the word is not blessing you, you will not last. You won't last. You can endure us for some time. But very soon you say, ah, I don't think that place is meant for me. Because the word is not entering your heart. Raise your eyes to heaven. Say, Father, let my heart be conducive for your word. I'm a man with good heart. Let your word generate in my heart. Let it grow in my heart and bring the desire change. Let your word enter my I don't just want to be listening. I want it to enter my heart. Let your word enter my heart so that I can meditate on it. Let it enter. Let your word interest me so that I can meditate it. Let your word enter my heart, my innermost being. 
let it enter me let your word enter me to change me let your word enter me lord let me find new revelation that will excite me that i will put in my heart let your word be in my heart that will keep me away from sin keep me away from evil people let your word be sown into my heart thank you jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed a good man from the good treasure of his heart bring get forth good things may you bring forth good things because you are the good man i say you are the good man good things will be coming out of your life in the name of jesus raise your hands to heaven it's my season of good things good things good testimony i am a living witness that god is good good news will come from my life i will testify of god's glory go ahead and converse i'm a man that is good i'm bringing forth good things good things at all time good testimony in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed open your eyes from this your life no evil will come out the blessing of the lord make a man rich and does not add sorrow to it no sorrow will be added to your life as we are entering september october november december it shall be season of good things season of great testimony season of open door season of answer prayer because we're a good man good things will come out of your life favor will surround you so shall it be in the name of jesus please is there anyone here that want to give his life to christ lord touch my heart change my heart make my heart a good one raise your hands to heaven say with me lord jesus lord purify my heart make it a good heart help me lord to live for you in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we have prayer put your hands down everybody raise your hands to heaven just thank him for this season for the season of new things a new life new glory thank you father in jesus name we have worship amen you can be seated god bless you let's clap our hands together for jesus